Yes, welcome back, our dear listeners. My name is Yan Mogisha, your host again. And like I shared before, today we are having a chat with Martin. And Martin is one person that I've known for some good time right now. And I think I met him when I was still in high school. Yeah, because he's my hobby. <laughs> yes, Martin is a drawing artist. He's really inspired by Vitiligo skin condition. And he has done so many drawings uh, addressing this, uh, this kind of skin condition making us try to end that kind of stigma you know we have these people in our communities i can say personally i have a cousin mm. who has this condition and i think i will show you the pics mm. i shall have martin here with me in studio yes and um he's also a researcher in that kind of field but martin is mainly an artist um a visual artist actually to be specific he went to mckinney university and I can say he did the best. I think he was the best in his class, actually. I don't think I, he was the, actually the best student in his year uh, with the first class honors degree, which is quite a rare one at his school. Yeah, so among the things Martin has achieved, I can say maybe let me be a whistleblower before he even speaks for himself. Martin has been um, also on international scenes. Uh, one of them is the BBC, which really was uh, out, uh, an outbreaking achievement. I can say most of our youth, we really aspire to be on such kind of platforms, but rarely do we get chances. So I can say, on my side, he's really a successful yeah, gentleman right now, I can say. And him being um, a self-motivated person, he's really trying to uh, address this kind of awareness of the vitiligo skin condition. Yeah, that's what I can say about Martin. Maybe he's going to tell us more uh, when we chat with him. Stay tuned. So welcome back from that short break. Um, actually, now we are going straight away begin with Martin. Mm-hmm. Yes, Martin, how are you doing today? Yeah, fine. Thank you. I'm so delighted and so happy to get right here. And uh, I really want to thank Ian so much for, first of all, being a very amazing time manager. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought I was going to, you know, uh, have these challenges of time management and what. And yeah, but yeah, lucky enough, it was so perfect on time. And that is... Uh, the first principle that rides the whole world. Yeah, true. Yeah, whether you wait or not, whether you delay or not, time will never delay. And that's something that should speak to someone who's listening to this right now. You're spending one second or even two minutes or finishing this whole podcast just listening. Your time can never be wasted because yeah, it's something sure. very important. Yeah, surely, I always feel like when you um, mm-hmm. do your things on time, yeah. there's a way... It doesn't affect like your routine, yeah. and sometimes we also hear people advising us keep time mm-hmm. until you actually practice it. Yeah. You may never learn what the impact of it. Yeah, some people think it's you grab, <laughs> <laughs> you go downtown, buy a watch, and then you keep it in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But it's interesting, and I'm so happy to to be part of this uh, conversation, this podcast. Um, Martin Senkuge, like you already introduced me earlier. Mm. I was uh, born in one of the, the remotest villages in 
Uganda, most people may not understand what I'm saying because this village is in Western Uganda, but I mean, you know. Too deep. Yeah, it's a deep, <laughs> deep village somewhere, very, very off. I never had any hope, I think, when I was still at a tender age, when I was still a toddler. I never knew I was ever, ever going to get out of this, but here I am now going to share the light because I now burn. I'm a candle. <laughs> <laughs> International um, scene already, so... <laughs> I really thank that, God for yeah. all the stuff we are going to talk about. I'm so excited and passionate already <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's... You know, you're thinking about passion yeah. and... Mm-hmm. Most of us uh, may not, okay, I know Alison has right now, at least on some level, of, uh, mm. they can really now describe the word passion. Mm. But if you're new, please also keep calm. If you really can even go back to our previous sessions and look at, uh, listen in about what passion is, how mm. can you discover your passion, yeah. what are the things maybe you could require, and maybe the do's and the don'ts. Mm. Yeah, but mainly passion, maybe let's have Martin giving us his own definition of passion. What is passion to you? Ultimately, passion is something that you see is worth dying for. That's my personal description. It's something that you, you alone actually knows that Mm -hmm. you must die for. However, most people don't pay attention to it because it's a silent voice in us. Yeah, so is there that kind yeah, of voice that is very, very you. small and very minor. That's mm-hmm. why most people run for so many million trials and they forget the smallest silent voice. You know, in most cases, you know, the law of pressure for those who have understood some little bit of physics. Mm-hmm. And when you look at uh, the smaller area, it has the greatest pressure, pressure. you know. So that surface area that is tiny in our lives is what is most important. However, we want to be influenced by other people's uh, opinions, guidances, You're following a system, you, know? you are just... People are, <laughs> are so stuck in structures and systems <laughs> that were constructed by a passionate person. That's what they forget. Mm. Someone was passionate about creating a system, mm. mainly to help people. But people want to be trapped and end, they end up being slaves true, instead true. of using the system for the right cause. And the CEOs no longer have what to do they just have to let you be you're very exceptional you know you're very talented skilled but people are not willing to listen to their inner voices of stretching an extra mile making themselves uncomfortable yeah yeah so passion is something worth dying for just like jesus came with passion to die for a sinner are you christian <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah that, that. <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's i think the first thing that Actually, if I can talk about my morning routines or what my day is, this is about is about. I mean, when you wake up, yeah. Personally, when I wake up, uh, especially I think in most cases when I'm working like on projects, when I know there are projects, I have to consider what uh, medication, meditation. I have to consider meditation to be key because I, I I believe it's what has to align me in the spiritual world. So now this takes me to my next question. Yeah. Uh, what makes you, what wakes you up in the morning? Like? Wow. Um, something that really make, wakes me up is not the fear. It is the fear actually in quotes because mm. I'm not, I don't fear anything. But it's <laughs> the fear of not doing what I'm supposed to do on this day. Oh God. It is the fear of 
missing out writing my writing notes of that particular day in my diary. Because wow. when so you have you a get, diary and write every activity that you do each day, it's a virtual gallery. Oh God! And it's a virtual diary in a way that when on this planet mm-hmm. we have a contract, time will come. Long time ago, people used to live for nine hundred years and above. Until God noticed and said, I'm giving these people 120 years on earth. And now when I wake up, I know I'm not going to live on this world for more than 120 years. But I want us to do things that have to exist for a millennium or even more than 1,000 years. So my fear is not doing today's work because today is supposed to lead me to tomorrow. It's just like a chain. When you miss one piece in a chain, it will not move, it will not work. It's a principle in life. Wake up, write something. So what w- wakes me up is the fear for not doing what I'm supposed to do in a particular day. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, I also feel like when you just live your days without maybe planning them or yes. you, just, you just live a life, yeah. you may lose track of... Uh, actually, you may lose life because mm-hmm. if you don't have anything that is inspiring you to wake up, then why yeah. even take the bother, you know? Exactly. Yeah, so I feel like people listening in right now, you should... Uh, find something that really inspires you mm-hmm. to wake up. Mm-hmm. So that each day when you feel like, oh, it's 11 a.m. and I'm still in bed. Mm-hmm. It's past 8, I'm supposed to be and I'm not there. Yeah, just you know, just at that point, me. you've lost the battle. You've not lost hope. Hope is still in there. Mm-hmm. still strong that you'll do something. Mm-hmm. But you've lost some battle. Imagine you're on a, on a track. Let's go to athletics. Mm-hmm. Many people could be could familiar with sports. Mm-hmm. And you know how we used to run the release. And now you are the third person to receive the release and you're taking it for the fourth person. Your team is leading. Someone is leading. Maybe I'm talking about your family. Mm-hmm. Someone long time, your grandfather worked so hard. Your father worked so hard as well to maintain what has already put in position. You are holding the first position wherever you come from. And at this point, it's you who has received the button. But look at it. You're waking up. But gaining with life, should I or shouldn't I? Yeah, it's a personal encounter that you must face on a daily. Mm-hmm. You must wake up whether you want it or not. And now this person loses the battle, which means you're losing you're losing the position. Mm-hmm. And there are people who are maintaining; they know they are behind, and they are waking up to do something. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I feel like we should all work on that. Yeah, and then uh, possibly someone out there would mm-hmm. would feel that it has been maybe a journey of losses uh, mm-hmm. for for you, Martin. Maybe mm-hmm. like the way you know sometimes when you're already out there and you have this kind of big profile, mm-hmm. people always think things have been easy on your side. Mm-hmm. So um, and I know it's not that case, right? Yeah. So it's really tough. It's what things do you feel like? <laughs> uh, these are my challenges, mm-hmm. and if possible, you can also tell us how you been able to overcome them if you are even still going through them you can even share yeah. with us as well yeah well of course growing up wasn't something easy being born in a family of six and being born to parents who never had education uh, them believing that maybe education could be important to a person like me mm. uh, at a tender a at a young age it is something so special in my life and i really appreciate at this point parents who have uh, taken an extra mile of taking their kids to school to acquire some education and knowledge mm. because it's an eye-opener in a certain way. We learn a lot of things from school. And uh, 
so going through my education, of course, that tuition was a difficult issue in a way. My parents faced a lot, but I never wanted to take care of my parents' troubles. I knew there is a lot that was coming ahead of me. So I took my personal troubles, and this was about especially mostly actually making friends. It wasn't mm. easy to get friends. I believe in friendship. I believe in connections and relationships. But when they're not healthy, when you're not there to maintain them, them yeah. yeah, it becomes so tricky. It was so hard for me to connect with so many people, especially from different backgrounds. Are you introverted? Uh, in a certain way, I'm not, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I am just naturally because I'm this kind of person in a way who will get uh, very, uh, in a, some scenarios, I'll just coexist. I'll be there, but I'm not there. I know the piece is really one time. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like sometimes you're in your own world with your pieces. And I know, you know I know. Yeah, I always wanted to create that own time. And when I give so much time to my art, solved so many of my challenges wow when i started doing work actually i think that was way back in my primary Rosia's primary school in yamtanga western uganda that's where i discovered that i could have something that could attract people around me i i, I didn't come i wasn't coming from a financial like uh, well to do uh, family yeah a very nice financial background or family or something but at least I knew I could craft something of my own that could give me, uh, you know, friends are, that could attract friends around me. And when I mastered that, the art was going to put so many people. It started doing its thing. And through friends, I've been able to overcome so many of the challenges. Most of them, like I told you, they were so personal and emotional. Maybe like through school, teasing was real, you know. Yeah, what teased. And not because we couldn't speak on our soul, on our own or what, but I mean, we're considered minor. Yeah. You know, and that's where you would see that actually the world doesn't have female and male. <laughs> it has so many things. It has so many people. Some people uh, seem not to be even human beings. That's merciless. Exactly. And uh, so... Sometimes I would feel like discouraged not even to continue with education, maybe just become a musician, take those shortcuts. And like so many people on the journey, it's what they are facing. People think of quitting school because of those small, small things. Actually, there's yeah. a thing in Uganda, you find that most people actually who live um, primary school, mm -hmm. we have so many P7 candidates, primary yeah. seven, and then you look at senior six, it's yeah. really so absurd that more than half of the students have. Yeah. And it dropped out of the system. Yeah. It's quite and sad. Those are things that people never pay attention to. Mm. But just I, I, I love paying attention to the details, the smallest thing. I don't like going on the surface where people assume that everything is normal. Mm. No, people people dropping out of school is normal. It's not. It's not Imagine really. if you never had education yourself past someone who is listening in right now. Mm. If you never had an opportunity to understand what I'm saying in English. You know? So sad. It's, yeah. One, there's one lawyer, he's an established lawyer in one of the associations here. Uh, he's saying life is all about privileges. And this guy, when he told me that, I understood. And that's when actually I recognized that gift my dad gave me, my parents gave me, taking me to school to be to have certain privileges. And right now I'm, I'm, I'm having them not because I'm not having any challenges. I have privileges just because of, I think, what has been constructed behind. Uh, yeah, you know? because... 
yeah. look at things like education. If by the there was some famous quote which says, mm. "If you think education is expensive, yeah. try ignorance." Try ignorance. Oh my god. <laughs> It's costly. <laughs> yeah, right now the world is moving so fast. Yeah. If you really now imagine you can't even uh, use a computer right now, mm-hmm. it's so sad that you are too behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's a gap mm-hmm. that yeah. you have to. to so fill. challenges have been so many. Of course, yeah, I can't cover life a long, a long life <laughs> story uh, and put it into just a single piece. It need to take us a lot it of time. time. Yeah. Know? To discuss this whole thing but uh just to mention like kind of outline a number of them you know school fees it may seem to be yeah people people have challenges with school fees or what but yeah i always felt like i should even take the position of being a parent to myself that's mm-hmm. why we see some people they go and start some small you know enterprises and you know entities here and there bricklaying i've ever thought of singing on you know like I would actually did it. I would sometimes go and sing on parties to get some little pocket money myself because I knew my dad would only pay for, for fees. That's when I was in Tare now. Yeah. Okay. And how I managed to go through the entire school for um, all the six years from, I mean, with that, with the support of, of, with the support of my parents and these guys were squeezing little money out of whatever they were doing, mm. farming and some small scale kind of things. You, I would really see that we were in a bad state. It was sucking and it was... You bless God you're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, 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 the ultimate actual thing is God has been... He, he has been in my life all the time and he always called me so much to come close to him. So that you could reduce my challenges, and I never knew. <laughs> Martin so, is going to motion right now. If you yeah. look at his face, it's kind of I don't know. Let me first put him back from that. Thank you so much for listening in up to the end of the first episode. Actually, the next episodes are really going to be so much fun. I can assure you, because now he's going to tell us why he chose Vitligo. I know most of you are wondering what is vitiligo. Vitiligo is where you find um, you have uh, some patches, uh, some white patches on your black skin. Eh? That's what is vitiligo. So Nixon is going to tell us why he maybe chose to uh, start drawing pictures of people who have vitiligo. Yeah, stay tuned and thank you for listening in.